Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we welcome you inside this Wednesday edition of the Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings podcast. Sam Kamenti here with you alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. We got 22 games left jill in this season the 2022 season yesterday was february 22nd 2022 a lot of twos going on and it was also tuesday uh but we the, the kings play denver tomorrow and then denver again in denver and what will kick off a five game road trip for the kings against some tough opponents and then the thunder you know which doesn't listen, really mean much which really we doesn't mean much <laughs> that's true in oklahoma city so we were talking in the last episode how, you know, we don't have crazy expectations. We just want to see certain guys play more. We want to see some chemistry. We want to know who's going to be a part of this team next year when we assume McNair will kind of start pushing his, you know, chips more to the center, even more than he already has. But, you know, he's going to right. get his own coach. He's probably going to make another big move and build them into a postseason team. Yeah, hope, he's going to have mind. to, right? I mean, his clock, his clock is, is on it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The time, the window has just opened, but you know, windows don't stay open very long in any sports league. So you got to capitalize. However, in listening to, and this is, I guess what you can expect from a guy who's probably not going to get the job, but Gentry talk yesterday or today at practice, I don't remember probably yesterday talking about how, you know, they want to be, he said this and I was like, I don't even, you'd have to like win out. <laughs> he said he wanted, they wanted to be a winning team. You know, they want to have a winning record. I don't know if you meant like in the final 22, they wanted to have a winning record. That might be I mean, realistic. Probably. I mean, right. because his job's on the line too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, and every coach we know this is gonna wants to end favorably or on a high note. Um, and with the way that the West is this year, every bad team has a chance. Like yeah. that's, I mean, whether so, Fans, some fans like it because, you know, cool, you have a chance. Um, other fans don't, but like, this is the reality we are dealt with. <laughs> like you, we can say we're bad, but they still have a chance. I mean, until they're physically eliminated, like, um, right. They, they have a chance. That's just, you know, if, if they were on the East, it'd be a different story, but they're not. So, you know, and norm in a normal year, these are normally flip-flopped where, I was gonna say. you know, so many from the East um, are in this position and we're usually long, long out of it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know Fox kind of said the same thing that he thinks that, you know, they have a team that could make some noise. Right. And again, not the first time we've heard those words. And so, right. um, and, and until we start seeing something, you know, maybe people are start believing things. Um, but he also mentioned, you know, wanting to end the season, um, learning, you know, the new guys that he knows he's going to be around, you know, for the foreseeable future. And so, um, he was all smiles and just as much as winning or not winning, I think them building that chemistry 
is going to be just as important these last 22 games and really um, throwing different scenarios and, and seeing how, how it works or doesn't work. Um, Sticks and what doesn't. It's kind of sucks that you're going to get 22 games with a coach. You are pretty positive is not going to be there. Um, And so, you know, I would say it sucks in the sense that it's like, you don't have, a standing coach where it's like, okay, he can really start, you know, um, playing with things, you know, and, and, and different things. Um, but we're not there like usual. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how Gentry does this knowing, you know, he still has a job on the line. Right. Yeah. Um, so for, you know, the tankers out there, uh, not his MO. It, it will be interesting, but you know, like we said too, just because they say they're going to be going for all this stuff, they also have one of the hardest schedules left, you know, in the season. And so nothing's guaranteed, you know, just because they're doing that, we know nothing's guaranteed and they could easily just lose while they're trying to win <laughs> like, like normal. So even if they have some better talent, there's still more talent, you know, everywhere else out there, which is why we keep saying this has to be step one of, you know, multiple steps. And so, um, but at least if you can start solidifying some kind of foundation, that's a step in the right direction, win or lose, at least start building the chemistry foundation of these guys. He's kind of got nothing to lose and then everything to gain, you know, because Gentry, you know, he wants to continue to be a coach, but however, he's, it's not like he's never been, he's been a head coach so many times in Mm -hmm. the NBA. And he's had something on a bench somewhere as an assistant. You would right. think, right? This isn't make or break for Alvin Gentry. It's just make or break. Like we've said, as a head, probably coach. As a head coach. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's done that a lot. This is not like this, you know, this was his one opportunity in hindsight. Now that yeah. I've had a I chance. think just age and, you know, knowing oh, yeah. how it's going, that it's like, this is probably his last, last go. opportunity. He would, uh, I it. would, I would probably, and now that I did the math, it took me a second to do it. If they had a winning record these last 22 games, or if they finished with a winning record, I should say, that would mean they would go 20 and two. That, that's how they'd get a winning record. They'd have to win at least 20 of their last 22 to go to 42 and 40. So if they did that, Jill, in hindsight, <laughs> Alvin Gentry would probably deserve the job. That would be incredible. Mm-hmm. However, like you just were touching on, you do not need to be a 500 team to make it in the plan. You probably don't even need to be like, five games on you could be probably like 36 and 46 i think is a realistic 10th seed which would obviously take the kings to go 14 and 12 or excuse me 14 and 8 my math is so which is a lot to ask still which is still a lot to ask (laughs) yeah that's why it just keeps getting more and more unrealistic and unrealistic one quick note about the nuggets though as i'm looking at my kings thing on bleacher report because i didn't see this till right now sean cunningham tweeted out that demarcus his Mm -hmm. 10-day contract expired he will not actually be resigning, so we don't get to see Demarcus play the Kings tomorrow or on. I thought Saturday. they said yesterday that they were resigning him to the rest of the year. No, uh, apparently that they ch- that changed according to Sean, and he said that oh. it expired, and he's been told that he will not be with the Nuggets for this trip. So they oh, wow. they flipped gears, uh, which is a bummer because I'm trying to remember when we last saw Demarcus play the Kings. Because did he do it with New Orleans before he got hurt? I don't even remember. That seems like such an eternity ago. And then, of course, with all the... Actually, no, he played with the with the Warriors against the Kings. He had to have. Uh, 
but that is a, that is a a bummer not to see DMC in Sacramento on Thursday too. I, I forgot about that. You seeing that now, Jill? It's been reported that we'll sign with Denver for the rest of the season. This ten day expired. I'm told he will not be for their main. Well, it says for the remainder of their trip. So that's. And then he confusing. says, therefore, the former Kings All Star will not yeah. play in Sacramento. But the way, the way he said "trip" and not "remainder of season," you're right. Yeah, is is what kind of got me. That like I don't know. Maybe do they have to wait for something, or maybe they're waiting? I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. With COVID, how these rules, or maybe play they're out. waiting until he gets back if he's getting kind of treatment or something. I don't know. Sure. I know Jamal Murray's coming back. Um, I don't know if they have to make any other kind of roster moves to sign him. Um, but I tomorrow? would say that's the only thing that that stuck out to me was he says that I'm told he won't be with the Nuggets for the remainder of their trip and not mm. for the remainder of their season. You might have misspelt or misspoke there. Yeah, typed there. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Is Murray back? I mean, because even Boogie was like they were retweeting that stuff yesterday that he was staying. So, but again, like things change, but still weird. Very weird. And I just threw some at you. You hadn't even seen. Okay. So Greg, who lives in Colorado, says he's seen quite a few Denver-based folks say that the deal is expected to be signed on Friday, which means when they go back to Colorado, Ah. he would then be on there. So he just won't be coming for the trip. So we'll see what happens. All right. So that was worded poorly. Well, confusing. I don't know if poor is the right word, but it was just confusing the way that was written by Sean. But that was right. Now I'm understanding what he was trying to get at. So clarity. Yeah. We'll see. I think, it was, I think it was just trip. Yeah, he's not traveling with the team for this particular trip because right. the deal won't be signed until Friday. Until Friday. Yeah. Bummer. That is a bummer. Uh, it was a long way of saying he won't be here, but he still will, I guess, maybe yeah. be with the team. So it's like, yeah. In spirit. Let's quickly touch on to just because I can't not avoid this today because it just got all all of King's Twitter up in arms. And it, it it is hilarious to me how quickly we will defend the team when someone attacks us like from the outside. We can shit on the team ourselves as fans, as devoted followers. But when someone from the outside who has no idea what's going on, like a Jalen Rose or Jacoby, whatever the hell his name is, start making up things. Obviously, then we get defensive and then. Is it Ben Steiner or some guy? I shouldn't even be, you know, giving him name recognition. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess ben this Steiner's. guy does this every every so often, so it was expected. Yeah, no, I've seen. Yeah, I had never heard of him. He's verified. He's an NBA reporter, but he got the whole wrath of everyone. Tony was on him. Um, he waved the white flag pretty quickly. Him was yeah, no, he did, and then he immediately. <laughs> yes, he did wave the white flag. But that's the thing, most most NBA reporters that like. Again, Jesse Sacramento as, you know, sucking, but don't actually look into anything of, you know, right, right. The history of Sacramento, which is why it really sucks that we didn't get our 30 for 30 that I got to see, but I know a lot of people didn't get to see and it didn't go, you know, mm-hmm. on ESPN like it was supposed to be. Right. Um, because, I think you would see a lot of people view Kings fans and this place differently. Yeah, it was, it was just, 
so out of pocket, you know, to say that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, and I, I feel like I've heard a lot of it recently and I'm not quite sure why all of a sudden it's becoming something where, you know, you can attack the team, but just don't attack the fans. And I said, this was on a podcast, my buddy's podcast it's last not week. It's hard, right? <laughs> I talked, I said the same thing. I was like, you can attack the Kings all you want as a team. Don't attack the fan base that is so deserving of a winner. That so wants a winner. That's so loyal, all great people. Like it's so bizarre why that's become something people are doing now. And yeah. Ben was like, "There, you know, Seattle's actually a hungry fan base. It's like, that's actually probably true. Seattle deserves a basketball team. I think it's crazy that there hasn't been a team put back there. But And no one's saying that Seattle shouldn't get their no, team back. Right. Like, but don't, right? That's well, the thing. It's like, don't, don't go diminish what us. you hated happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, they got hot. Oh, yeah. The other thing I saw, the comment that was funny was, uh, like you can hate and make fun of like the Kings all you want, but nobody hates them more than their own fans. Yes. <laughs> so Spot it's on. like when, when you think that you're dunking on us with the, Oh, the Kings suck. And we're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. And then they become obvious mute. Like there was no response for it. Cause it's like, it's not a burn. Like we've no. lived with this for our lifetime. Like we know. <laughs> no. Yeah. We're not ignorant towards the truth. Uh, we might be, but the yeah, most, it's when you start, yeah, attacking everything else. We might be the most like realist fan base that kind of exists because <laughs> we've been beaten down so much that everything is either real or below expectation. Always. Mm-hmm. What did you? What did yeah. you say in the past? Um, just be average. Well, yeah, just be average, but like, uh, don't ex- something about expecting disappointment or something like that. That you. Oh, hope for the best, but expect the worst. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And um, then you won't be disappointed. And then you won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a spinoff of what Zendaya says know, in yeah. Spider-Man. We know we have uh, we know we have low bars here. Like yeah. we know. Very low bars. Um, which is really interesting because people have said that before. And then it's like, oh, fans are actually kind of sticking up for themselves for once and saying, like, we expect more. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get him out. Yeah. How dare you? Get yeah. him out. <laughs> we don't want you here. Uh, and then another quick aside before we get to uh, talk a little bit more in water cooler. Drew, whose name I don't, last name I don't know, but I think you follow him. A lot of Kings people follow him. He's a big Kings fan. And he tweets out a lot of funny stuff. He, in this past week, has caused quite the stir with his stupid videos that he's done many times, Jill. This mm-hmm. isn't like the first time he's done this, where he takes some beautiful scenic video and then says it's something in Sacramento. <laughs> And people, you know, were like, that's funny. I always, I would always do like that. I get it. That's fun. And then was, the, it amazed me how many people like believed fall it? for it. Yeah. Like, or that think he's serious. Like he got Mark yeah. Jones retweeting it, you know, which I can understand it. like outside. Yeah. And then once he figured it out and it explained, he was like, oh, like, come on, man. Yeah. You got me. Like, okay. That was good. Oh, did he actually? I thought he was being sarcastic. Was he being serious? No, he like he was genuinely like, wait, is this like on the on Folsom? Unless he was giving a sarcastic response back I, saying I, you were good. Yeah, I don't um, know. I it could be both. That guy's so smart. I would have never thought that he would have fallen for that. But the amount of people that legitimately were like and they're mean, you know, on this because it's got about 2000 likes, 107,000 views now of this ridiculous <laughs> video. Beautiful place. Looks like it's probably somewhere like. I don't even, I couldn't even venture a guess. I think they said it was Thailand. I was going to say, wrong, I was actually I thought that's say, what someone said. I was going to say Thailand. That was going to be my one guess. Uh, something obviously beautiful and that water's just crazy. But yeah, people are like mad 
they're like, you're like, fuck you, man. That's not Sacramento. I lived in Sacramento. It's like, why have to be so? They were like bad? threatening them. Yeah, you'd be so <laughs> angry. Oh my god! And then it was you had joke. actual news reporters. Like, yeah, getting mad. I was like, why? What are we doing here? They're spreading fake news. It's like, what yeah, on purpose. Doing? It was the joke. Like, relax. it's like a whole TikTok thing too, which is what kills me that. Right. I've seen some of the people that responded on TikTok. So I'm like, come on now, guys. I'm trying to remember what like, you tweeted. Sorry. And then someone someone called him like the fake news media and like all this <laughs> stuff. And I was like, this is fun. It's not like he's spreading some like something that's going to hurt you. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not actually going to find that at the I'm American like, River. Really? But the other responses were the people from Sacramento like that obviously knew the 80 90 percent that understood it and right. replied back with their own pictures or like oh yeah um and then gave like sacramento landmarks that they you know passed to to get there right um, plenty of people enjoyed that one so no he's he's a funny dude his tweets so always funny him talking about like trying to kidnap tyrese halliburton so that he doesn't leave <laughs> at his house i'm in his walls <laughs> yeah I, I i don't remember how i follow this guy probably he might listen to the podcast and if you do drew you're a funny fucking guy. And thanks for listening. He's, yeah, he's cool. I did. Speaking of. OK, here's this is what I was trying to find. So over the past two days, this was a bad week off for Drew with no Kings to tweet about this. He, he talked about the video. He said it's gone over the heads of at least 20 percent of the people who have seen it. I think that's being generous. <laughs> News anchors and reporters from other cities telling me this is not Sacramento. <laughs> gotten blocked by 10 people. Gotten me physically threatened with violence, which the viol- adding the violence part in there is funny because that's kind of what physically threatened means. But <laughs> that is good shit and people responding and actually then he did this as i said it he said this is what happens when the kings take a week off Uh, (laughs) you should not be allowed to have free time so he was reading my or i was reading his mind i guess uh one last thing here jill before i get to it because that just got me on this topic i was out doing something today for the for my job and uh, it was a rally um for truck drivers it's like the people's convoy is what it's called and i was i just thought you'd get a kick out of this i was speaking to a woman these are rallies jill that are really hard to get people to talk to you because you're the media and they hate us right we're all fake so one woman was being kind of friendly to me and so then eventually i asked her after i talked to her i got her name i was like would you speak with me for a minute and just talk to me while you're out here and she was like no i don't want any of us doing interviews honestly like we don't want to talk to you and i was like why i was like that seems kind of counterintuitive like it's a way to get your message out further and she just stared at me for a couple seconds and i think i don't know for sure i think she just didn't know what counterintuitive meant so then I rephrased it and I was like, it, it goes, you know, it hurts you if you don't get to spread this message. Like I rephrased what I said and then she responded. But I, as I thought about it later, I was like, I think I just dropped too, unintentionally dropped too big of a word on her. And she just <laughs> was like, I don't know what to say. Uh, funny stuff. Again, not, I don't want to throw shade at those people, although I kind of am. But um, you're allowed to stand for what you believe in. I'm, I'm a nice guy, though. You know, I'm just a friendly <laughs> media guy. I just I don't like to yell that. And I've gotten yelled at two days in a row. Jill. Do we want to like, do water? I'm like a month on the job. Okay. Literally. <laughs> me some like, slack. I just want to be everybody's friend because I don't actually <laughs> want to do news. I want to do sports and it's a little bit less, hus- well, somewhat less hostile in, in sports. Water cooler, Jill. Would you like to get to that? Unless we want to talk a little bit more about these next coming games for the Kings. Nah, I mean, we can save that for the next one. I mean, we'll talk. I mean, it's nuggets. The next two games are going to be, you know, Tough. Um, what they are, you know, and then I think between the Thunder, Pelicans, and Spurs, being that two of those teams are, you know, considered to be uh anchors. Yeah, like going, yes. Um, you know, teams that you're fighting against 
as oh, we always say, if you're really yes. serious about it, like those are the Thunder teams you need to beat, right? Right. Um, so Thunder are tanking, but not the Pelicans or the Spurs. Pelicans and the Spurs don't seem to be. The Spurs will never tank under Popovich. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously Mavericks, no. So Knicks are you're back home against the Knicks. Tanking to so, Kevin Walker. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's I think that's kind of enough for the the recap of what we have. It's gonna be um, tough, guys. It's gonna be tough going stretch. on, and then we'll we'll talk uh this next week about um, uh, well, you know what they do in these next couple games, but I would love to come back and have it be a good podcast, but <laughs> right. I won't expect, or at least uh, even if they don't win, at least some exciting play, something that we can be excited about again, that we're seeing a foundation. That's a bonus um, triple double would be nice. Yeah. For the, uh, for the water cooler, I ended up seeing, seeing this clip and it was of um, doc rivers on the uh, Dan Patrick show back in 2018. And he was, um, recalling, uh, the time that Larry bird put 60 points, um, on, on his team mm-hmm. and it, and it, the hearing it, it made me laugh. Cause I was trying to think when's the last time I saw an opposing team actually cheer for an opposing player. Who's just going off, going off. Um, but it made me think, cause I was at that Kings game against clay and, in Oakland yes. and yes. like I was there with a group of fans and like we were standing and cheering because at that point it was just like a whole like you had like yeah it was impressive like you had to cheer for it yeah. even though like you were getting you know Smoke. um laughed at but so the story goes it said as most 80s NBA legends will tell you um Larry Bird was perhaps the baddest trash talker ever um and you know kind of how the refs are kind of eliminating so many things nowadays that it's like, I don't think you would necessarily see some of this stuff even happen anymore. Unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you get teed up for trash talking, you get keyed up for extended celebrations, like things that it's just like, really like, let us have some enjoyment. Right. Um, so they were saying that bird was one of the, the baddest trash talkers ever. It said the man could unnerve his opponents with one look or a simple piece of trash talk. And when he decided to go ham on, on his opponents, Larry had his own unique demoralizing brand of trash talk. Doc Rivers knows this feeling quite well, as he told us on his appearance on the Dan Patrick show in 2018. He says, I had a bird night. That was a tough night, man. You know, the biggest argument that night is, well, he only scored six of those 60 on me. <laughs> <laughs> We were trying to guard him, but the guy is literally coming up the court and calling his own shots. And, you know, Bird talked a lot of trash. That's in New Orleans. uh, And in a game, we're at the free throw line. And he's literally saying left side across the three and then listening to him. I mean, it's a tough feeling. So he's coming up saying left side across the three and just he he literally is coming down and telling him exactly what he's going to do. And they cannot stop him. Yeah. And so um, he goes on to say Antoine Carr, Cliff Livingston, Eddie Johnson, they all got fined for celebrating. Meanwhile, these are guys on the Hawks bench. They got fined by their own team because they were celebrating Larry Bird (laughs) going off. (laughs) He said it was the best film session. Um, Every time he sees Mike Fratillo, he laughs. It was the greatest film session ever. Mike rewound the celebration of those three guys 20 times. One like fell off. Um, the bench 
And he said, after the shot, he just kept rewinding. Eddie Johnson falls off the bench in laughter while Antoine Carr and Cliff give each other high fives. Our film session is about 20 minutes of that. So I'm going to play Doc's clip on uh, with Jim Patrick. But when you played against somebody, do you remember? Well, you had the bird night. I had the bird night. Yeah, Yeah, that was was a tough night, man. You know, the biggest argument that night is, uh, well, you only scored six on me. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was guarding bird, were they? Well, we were trying. You were trying to. But when, when a guy is literally coming up to court calling his shots, uh, and, you know, Bird talked a lot of trash. Uh, um, and that's in New Orleans. That's in New Orleans. And that game, we're on the free throw line. And he's like, he literally says, um, left side <laughs> over the, across the three. And you're listening to him. That's that's a tough filler. But, okay, so you guys got Antoine Carr and Cliff Levingston got fined by Fratello, I think. For, and, and Eddie Johnson for celebrating. Celebrating Bird. Yeah, it was the best film session Every time I see, when I see Mike, we still laugh. God, it was so a, it was the greatest film session ever because after, back then you didn't have you know you watched the real game and just went you know with a video and Mike rewound the celebration twenty times. He just kept re- not the shot. He just kept rewinding it, showing the guys. You remember they're giving each other high five. And then and then somebody falls off the bench. Yeah, that was Eddie Johnson. Yeah. Eddie Johnson falls off the bench in laughter. Uh, and Antoine Carr and Cliff gives each other high five, and our film session was 20 minutes of that. So it, it was. It wasn't it, somebody not playing good defense no, on Bird. It was you it guys was, celebrating just, Larry Bird. Fratello wouldn't let it go. Oh, it just kept rewinding. I think Bird uh, went by the bench one time too. He fell in the bench. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he, and he called that one. That was the one where he fell in the. He literally said, uh, uh, off the glass into the trainer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so um, it was a bad night. For more Dan Patrick show, to the audience channel. It was a bad night. What was the final score off of that the, game? Off the glass falling into the trainer. <laughs> um, I did not look at the final score. I only looked to see that sure. he ended up scoring I don't know if it was like, ended up even the, close the 60 game. points. I would think not. But, I would think not, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I mean... You don't hear those kind of stories anymore. I love that kind of stuff. Um, just, and I feel like a lot of that stuff is kind of getting taken away yeah. in a sense. Um, and so, I mean, the other one I was looking at was um, Shumpert was talking about Kobe and something that like he kind of did to him where they were playing at the garden and he was young and he had had a really good game. And he said, Kobe came up to him um, right before the fourth quarter started and said, you had a good game, young fella. You had a good game, young fella. And he's, and Shumpert says he's kind of looked around like, what? He hasn't talked to me all game. And his words to me was, you had a young, I uh, had a good game, young fella. And he, and in the fourth quarter, he went off. Yeah. And so Shumpert was saying, everything I had, you know, done for the first three quarters um, didn't matter. And that was, and he said he didn't talk to Kobe for two years. <laughs> mind games um, just mind yeah you like you just don't hear about that kind of that no. kind of stuff anymore and so when from the, when the I, legends yeah when i see those clips and things like that and even the shumper one had me laughing where he he was on a radio show um talking about it so if you if anyone can find that out there i recommend listening to it because hearing him describe it was 
<laughs> like, what did I do, man? <laughs> yeah. Just having fun, man. Yeah. He's like, that, and then was, he said he didn't speak to him for two years. I was just like, oh. It was at the garden, too. Was it? Was yes. And he said the place was just going nuts. Yeah. And then he said that. And then he went in to talk about the different moves he was making and moves he didn't. He's like, we all know Kobe has a bunch of moves, but then he was throwing things that like they had never seen before. And he said that uh, Mike D'Antoni was just looking at him and he's like, I'm guarding everything. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, there's nothing I can do. Right. What's one of those? Th- yeah. Like you were saying, at some point, you just got to kind of marvel at it and you mm-hmm. got to just be like, this is incredible because yeah. that was, you know, Clay Thompson night. Yep. You just got that point where you're like, okay, he's just not going to miss. And Steph's had a million of those nights. And you just always hope, because there's no defensive strategy to it, you just hope it doesn't happen to you. Yep. <laughs> and Bird just calling it out each time before he does it. That's next level. Brutal. That, that, is, that is next level. And Bird is uh, just an And then getting act. fined on the bench for celebrating it for the other team. So, so the, the hey, coach- it sounds like they all enjoyed themselves. Oh, you know? yeah. It's a, it's a funny story now, but can you imagine hearing, oh, Kings, Kings players getting fined for celebrating Clay Thompson going off, you know, yeah. someone else going off. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think that's a fine that they would, they would probably obviously not care about and probably just laugh at, you know, you're like, I'm always going to remember this now. I'm going to remember the fact that I yeah. had to pay however much money because I was cheering on Larry yeah. Bird dropping 60. And I had seen clips of that stuff, but I had no idea that they had actually gotten fined for their for their celebrating. <laughs> that's that's or great clowned too. or clowned in the media session for it. Right. Well, that's great too. The coach had so that I think was the perfect. Yeah, perfect reaction to that. Rewinding too that yep. many times in you know eighties or late seventies uh-huh. or whatever it was. So that's that wasn't easy. Uh, you know that's that's that, you're that's on VHS ta- rewinding. Yeah. yeah, that's taking a lot of time and effort. <laughs> A lot of time and effort. Well, thank you, Jill. It's been a while since we've had a a water cooler, so I'm glad we were able to do that. Kings again, Nuggets tomorrow in Sacramento at 7 o'clock, and then flipping over to Denver Saturday at 6. And then the road trip continues, and we'll probably be back sometime next week after a couple of these games are knocked off the schedule. Next Wednesday or Thursday is what we've been doing. Recap what's been going on. Jill might add uh, or throw out another name on her coaching list. We've kind of left that untouched for a while, but we're going to circle back as we near the end of the season. So stay with us, guys. We appreciate the patience, as always, as we crank one episode a week out now, kind of our pace. And uh, go Kings. Let's have some fun. Have a fun last 22 games. Let's just make it entertaining. All right. Slater, dudes. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.